Today's episode is brought to you by our new bonus episode. Download the best-selling Maddox vs. the Universe from iTunes, Amazon, or madcastmedia.com. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from CNN's threats to going shopping in sweats. With over 2 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Mikey Boltz, the audio engineer. Hello, Maddox. And as always is my first hand on staff moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yo. Welcome back to the show. Guys, we're doing this. Here we are. Another excellent show. We're just on a roll. This is episode number 59, and we've had 59 excellent shows. Yeah. Guys, coming up on today's show is the debate, Does Living With Your Partner Doom Your Relationship? Big topic, big debate, classic debate, I would say. But first, we've got a recap of last week's debate, voicemail, and then this week's debate, and finally, the headlines, as always. But first, please welcome our esteemed guest. He's a magician who's performed for Seth MacFarlane, Al Gore, Sharon Osbourne, Sugar Ray Leonard, Harry Reid, and countless others. Zach Waldman. Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. What, what a, a real introduction. This is like a real show I'm on. Yeah. This is, uh, this is a cool setup you have. Man. Yeah, we're Thanks not, for having me. We're not fucking around. Now, Zach, no. you've done radio for years, right? Yeah, man. I haven't been in it for years, but that's where I started. I started out uh, at an oldies radio station in Orlando, WOCLFM, cool 105.9. It was... Uh, you know, all 50s and 60s type stuff. I was the morning show producer, and their morning show was like a vanilla version of the Howard Stern show. Howard Stern had Baba Booey. I was Zach the Boy producer. Zach the yeah. Boy producer. Yeah, it was, I was... Did not get a laid. Uh, did not get laid a lot from being Zach the boy producer. Hey, it could be worse. You could be a, a Zach the fuck boy producer. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and then and then after uh, cool, I went to uh, intern on Stern and went to work for him and. Then after that was 890 WLS, the big 89 in Chicago, and that was the last station I worked at. Was that supposed to, was that their their attempt at making like a little wink wink nod nod to something sexual, the big 89, rather than like the big 69? No, 890 WLS is like an institution in Chicago. Oh, is it really? I, I don't think they were that clever back mm. in like, you know, the 50s or whenever that place started. Yeah, the 60, yeah. 69 didn't even become a thing until after the year that's, 1969. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> after no Jimmy Hendrix, when six was nine. So yeah. so you work, you've worked with Stern... Uh, t- tell us a little bit about that. Oh, uh, yeah. You can, if you go on YouTube and type in Zach Waldman, Howard Stern, Extra, the TV show Extra will explain exactly what happened to me on Howard Stern. But in a nutshell, I left my paid job in radio at Cool to be an intern on the Stern show. But then Stern started paying me for certain jobs. There were certain things there that they were having me do extra because I had all this radio experience, you know, and they were like, well, it's may as well put them to use. And uh, one day while my intern was about to, so the last day of my internship, the day before my internship ended actually, I took it upon myself to run, a, a hide into one of the studios. I took off all my clothes and then I ran into the Howard Stern show naked, interrupting the live cast. And uh, <laughs> Howard kept me on the air naked for 45 minutes. He had me escort Luke Perry into the studio naked. And then right at five o'clock, Baba Booey fired me. Whoa. And then the TV show Extra did the segment, which is way funnier to watch that segment than to hear me tell the story because it's classic extra, you know, with all the, yeah. the graphics and yeah. Zach's not laughing anymore. <laughs> you know? Holy shit, man. So he had you on the air for 40, 45 minutes. Did did Howard seem amused at the time? or did yeah. he, was he, So then why the fuck did they fire you? I, You know, look, think about the things that have happened on that show since I've been there that people did not get fired for. 
Artie Lang was napping because of his heroin addiction. Like he'd be yeah. in the middle of the show falling asleep and then they would like put him to bed and, and let him sleep during the show and he didn't get fired, you know? And I love Artie. I'm not, you know, hating on Artie. I'm just saying that there were things going on there. Other people, uh, you know, Sal Governelli uh, saying inappropriate things to guests, you know, mm. telling Jon Stewart that he didn't think his show was that funny the night before. Like, to me, that's <laughs> way worse than me pulling, you know, a little gag. Yeah. But uh, Were you covering your junk the entire time? No, no, You're no. Fuck it, huh? completely naked. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Confident man. <laughs> that's that's confidence, Mikey. That's what, that's what, yeah. that's what confidence looks like. Zach only, naked. There's only one thing <laughs> about that uh, incident that I that bums me out What's which that? is um I was brand new to stand up comedy I've been doing magic since I was a little kid yeah since I was a very lonely fat child with no friends that's mm -hmm. where all magicians come from by the way don't let anybody else tell you different no no Long one no one tells us anything different. <laughs> <laughs> well everybody always say hey how'd you get in start get started in magic oh, I was very fat uh, very yeah low. I was tired of banging supermodels <laughs> and, uh, I needed something else to do yeah, yeah needed a hobby yeah. so I'm brand new to stand-up comedy I'm like 23 years old only been doing stand-up you know in open mics a short time in New York and, you know, Howard Stern, the show used to be on E. They would have the radio show be live, and then they would be televised on E. And the E crew followed me to Catch a Rising Star and recorded my set. Now, I, I sucked. Don't, don't get me wrong. I was bad. But they took an already bad five minutes of stand-up comedy and whittled it down to like 45 seconds of it making no sense. Oh. That's what the Stern show does. They're obviously there to goof on you. Yeah. That's cool. It's just a drag that when, you know, people talk to me about bombing, like, oh man, I want to do comedy, but I'm scared of bombing. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I got, I bombed in front of millions of people on the Howard Stern show and it lives forever in infamy on tape because, you know, while I was standing there naked. So not only am I naked, I had to then endure them all goofing on my shitty stand-up comedy. Oh, man. It was, it was rough. That's man. like, like nightmares don't last that long. But it makes you bomb-proof. <laughs> After that, you're yeah. like, whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me shit, what happens now? Holy shit, man. Uh, I mean, just imagine. And, and those moments on the original Howard Stern show where you, they had comedians come on and he just let them flop on air and he just kept them there and, and like let the awkwardness rise. Those were the original cringe moments. Yeah. Howard Stern show may have been the original cringe compilation of YouTube. If you think about it, Howard Stern was the, the Howard Stern shows the original, a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, you can make an argument. It's the original reality show. Yeah. Well, yeah. Howard Stern. And by the way, private parts, if you guys haven't seen private parts came out in like the mid nineties, something like that. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Very well done. Well, and that's it, when I was there. I was there for the premiere of Private Parts. Wow. I was oh. at the premiere with Howard when he was on stage singing with Rob Zombie. Huh. You know you know the intro song that they still play? This with Fartman, when he came down as Fartman? No, 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 no. That was MTV. Okay. When, when they start the Howard Stern show today, the opening oh, right. theme the opening song theme is song. that yeah. Rob Zombie song. Yeah. Uh, Rob and Howard did that on stage at the premiere together. Huh. And, wow, no uh, shit. As a matter of fact, I, I don't know if you guys remember the Jesus Twins. No. One of them the unfortunately died. Uh, they were these two in insane guests that had this insane manager on the Stern show. I hung out with them all night that night. They're, that was a whole other story. But yeah, man, Howard Stern, the Private Parts was a great movie. It was the number one movie. Um, of all time. <laughs> yeah, of all time. It's the number one movie of all time. Yeah, Number one grossing. It, it bumped Titanic. 
Yeah. Yeah. Private and Avatar. Did. Yeah, private yeah. parts. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. don't know that. Wow. Breaking news, idiots. Yeah. Man. That's what you guys get when you tune into Madcast shows. Breaking news. Actually, we did breaking break. news. We did <laughs> from the '94. <laughs> from the '90s, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and you've also worked. Man, your history is uh, just so it's, it's, so immense. It's, you worked it's, with it's not immense. It's 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 a long. It's a lot of good stories that have added up to nothing. <laughs> 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 I, I I can tell stories for days, but yeah. And you're you're really good friends with Tom Likas. Tom's my boy. I love Tom Likas. Wow. And and matter of fact, uh, the topic we have later, I think, it's yeah. too bad we don't have Tom here for that. We know what he would say. But, oh, uh, yeah. It'd be, oh my gosh, it'd be amazing. Tom, so here's here's a little uh, insight about yours truly. Um, people ask me all the time, they're like, Maddox, what are your inspirations for writing? All of my inspiration came from talk radio. And specifically, it was Tom Likas, the Don and Mike show out of WJFK. Now it's uh, Mike O'Mara is mostly doing his podcast and they kind of like split off. Uh, Howard Stern, uh, Phil Hendry, all I know these Phil. old. Yeah, you know Phil. Yeah, man, Phil Hendry is one of my favorites. Oh, he's fantastic. He, um, he's so underrated. Th- there was a guy. It's funny. I didn't. You know, now that you're saying it, I don't think I thought about how much of an influence talk radio has had on me. But growing up in my, I'm from Miami originally. There was a legend uh, in South Florida named Neil Rogers. This guy was the fucking best. You've never heard a quicker wit, funnier guy with bigger balls. And, um, I went to, when I was working at, uh, cool, I got the news director hooked me up to meet Neil and I watched Neil's show and he said, dude, you know, you're just watching me talk into a microphone, stick around the next guy, watch him. And it was Phil. It was Phil Hendry. Wow. And I'd already knew who Phil Hendry was, but I got to watch Phil in the studio and to watch him change voices and to go back and forth and to work with his producer. So for, for those awesome. of you, yeah, for those of you who don't know Phil Hendry, uh, the first time I ever heard Phil Hendry show, I didn't know about his gimmick. So what Phil does is nobody he'll do, did back then in the early yeah, days. Yeah. In the early days. And so it, nobody knew that he would do all the voices on his show, all the different characters. So he would have, he'd be pretending to have an interview with a caller who would call in, and the first time I ever heard Phil Hendry, he was talking to this guy, he was uh, of Middle Eastern descent, and it was uh, he was having a 4th of July sale uh, down at his uh, lot, his car lot in Santa Monica, and he said, look, if you come down and say, uh, America's not very good, I'll give you a discount, and if you say, Saudi Arabia number one, I'll give you even a bigger discount, and then and then uh, Phil said, well, that doesn't seem very patriotic on the 4th of July, he goes, yeah, I don't like America, but if you come down, I'll give you a really good deal on even American cars, that's okay, we sell American cars, and so all these callers call in like, hey, listen, shithead, why don't you go back to your country, you towelhead, and then just like yelling at this guy, and Phil Henry was whining to people up. Troll level 100. <laughs> oh, my God. he's an amazing troll, and I'm listening to this thing with my jaw dropped. I'm like, holy shit, where did Phil find this guy? This guy's going to get killed. And, <laughs> and then it wasn't even until like two, three episodes later that I realized his his bit, that he was doing all the characters and then fucking with his callers. Amazing, amazing wow. satirist. Yeah, at that time in South Florida, people, you know, this one AM talk station was really popular. I had this lineup of killers. Killer, you know, people like Neil Rogers were just really funny. And uh, everybody in South Florida listened to the station. And Phil came from nowhere. Nobody knew who he was. And he was so good at, you know, interviewing this fake guest and in the beginning making it very normal. Yeah. And then subtly, yeah, it got a little weirder and a little weirder until people were just out of their minds and nobody, you know, knew what he was doing. It took a long time for people to catch on. And he has this character. He it's uh, I think what Tom Dooley, I think one of the one of the characters he does, he's a gay man and a gay journalist, and he always says it like that. He goes, I, as a gay man and a gay journalist. That's right. And then he winds up conservatives because they call him like, Why the fuck's that guy always saying he's gay? Who cares? Right. And then, you know, like man, it's so My much fun to listen was, to. My uh, favorite was Ted's of Beverly Hills, which was uh, Ted owns 
a steakhouse, Ted's of Beverly Hills yeah. Steakhouse, and he wanted to put an advertisement on the 9-11 memorial. Something very tasteful, you know, it's just something that says Ted's of Beverly Hills, you know, to make reservations call here. <laughs> and he just, just went down that rabbit hole of wanting so to place funny. It's so It's so subtle. And you know, there's that moment where the plane takes off the runway <laughs> and it's so subtle. Sometimes you don't even notice it happening. Yeah. But amazing. Awesome. So uh, so you have a very storied history through talk radio and you do magic. You, I'm sure you performed at the Magic Castle in Los I Angeles. I still do. Still and do, right? Rocket, I don't think you've, you, you haven't seen me at the Magic Castle. No, yet. man. I was telling Mikey here, I said, I don't think Rucka has seen me there. You've never seen me do a proper show. That's no. the best place to see me perform. No, the best I've seen was at my birthday. You a did some of card tricks, tricks and yeah, shit. That yeah. was pretty cool. The card said, happy birthday, Rucka. Wow, well, pretty amazing! I'll, I'll invite. I'd like to invite all you guys to the Magic Castle. We'll do that one night. We'll all, you have to wear oh, jackets yeah. and ties. Yeah, Bo- I've, I've boys' been, night yeah. out. We'll Mikey, have you been up. to the Magic Castle? Oh, buddy, you do you have a suit? You got to wear a suit. Oh, I got a suit. It's it's one of the only places in Los Angeles. People say there are places that have dress codes. No, the Magic Castle has a dress code, Jacket and they are and very tie. strict. Yeah, yep. and and slacks, and they won't. Yep. No they won't, denim, no sneakers. No denim, not even really nice black denim. Nope. They will turn you at the door. I went there with a, a bunch of friends on their birthday, and. One of them wore just dark jeans, and they were they were black. It was very nice, right. but they said no. Nope. And he had to go down to Hollywood Boulevard to H and M and buy some slacks <laughs> so he could wear a them. A lot of people have done that. Yeah, they've had uh, you know famous people they've turned away. They don't. Oh they yeah. Do they not don't fuck care. around with that. <laughs> and also, if you show up without a tie. They do have loner ties. Oh, but they, but per- they, they are, make them. They are the ugliest yeah. ties you've ever That's seen. That's not a mistake. Yeah. So what are you going to wear, Maddox? You know what? I wear what I wear every day, Rucka. Really <laughs> nice clothes. Like what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing a t-shirt that I designed. Yeah. It says bikes are cool as fuck. Pretty. <laughs> yeah, I drew it. Yeah. I drew. I woke up one morning. I was like, I, I was like, I'm going to draw a bike with a machine gun. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I'm going to put cool on a shirt. Fuck. And yeah. here it is. Now, I would be naked if it weren't for my talent. <laughs> that's right. Did you design your pants too? No, I didn't design my pants. My, you know damn well I didn't design my pants. My, I didn't, although I, I could know that. Is it a compliment? Do you, you know, know, like my pants? The thing that. is about Mikey, sometimes you just take things too far, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's my. That's what Mikey's known for on this show. I mean, we all like to have fun here and bust balls, but come on, Mikey. Come yeah, on, come on Mikey. Zach, what? you're so well-spoken. Do you have like Am a I? podcast or something? Some shit? Oh, I'll tell you what. I... I and I just, you know what? If you go to my website, that would be the best thing. Just go to my website. ZachWaldman.com, yep. right? And everything is Zach Waldman. So if you want to find my YouTube channel, it's uh, uh, ZachWaldman.com slash YouTube. We're going to link uh, to no, all let, of this. I'm not stuff. Let's, not, let's not break the internet. Yeah, I didn't. Zach, you, you what, brought Zach, this up. What, I don't Zach, care what Zach means to say is he's obviously a very uh, passionate speaker. He's into talk radio. He does his own podcast thing. Like, if you'd like to hear more of him, uh, he's got some great shit coming ah, your thanks, way dude. soon. And you know what's, that. you know what's fantastic? I don't know if you know this, Zach, but I edit these episodes. And listening to you speak right now is just a dream because you have that radio presence. You don't say oh, ums. You. you don't say uhs. There aren't too many pregnant pauses that sort of thing where i have to edit getting comfortable man it'll get even better as we get heated up here fantastic i feel like zach and mike d should do a show together oh yeah they should add that to your little uh uh, upcoming uh, <laughs> fucking champion turbos contest. Oh yeah, that's coming, still coming. any day. <laughs> that's still co- oh man, that got derailed so hard. Um, I, I, I went up against a really sharp book deadline. Then I had a technical problem, which I think I, I finally fixed. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's basically I have to put anyway. two podcasts together and then give a little yeah. intro. I don't know who Mike D <laughs> is, but I like him. Oh, he's fantastic. He's yeah. our guest last week. And speaking of Mike D from last week, the mm-hmm. debate was: the debate. Did CNN cross the line? Because CNN threatened to. Uh, some would say dox some guy because he he's the guy who created the gif that Donald Trump 
tweeted on Reddit. And it wasn't retweeted, it was tweeted. That's a correction that I will make right now. Boom, corrections wow. on the best debate in the universe. So I asked the audience, did CNN cross the line? And with 52% of the vote, this was very close, yes, 52% of the vote. It was very close, actually, 5248 wow. And then I asked the second question, should CNN have released his name or did they do him a favor by keeping him anonymous? And with 52% of the vote, they did him a favor by keeping him anonymous. Yeah, that's right. Wow. They nice, did him a favor. Nice of them to hook him up like that. They did hook him up. Guy's a pussy yeah. for not just coming clean and saying he did it. Fucking amen, Oh, like Zach, you've yes. never posted some shit on the internet. Yeah. Nobody looks at any. I post all the time. Nobody cares. I can, I can make a video <laughs> saying, you know, down with America. Nobody would care. I could do anything. I, I just, I got to work on my troll level. Yeah. I just. Troll, troll, uh, troll maximum. You got to maximize your trolls. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I got some, uh, some voicemails and I'm super excited to play some of these. Rucka. Oh boy. Yeah. And, and I, again, the voicemail number is on the website, madcastmedia.com. It's at the bottom of every page that we post for this podcast. And all the, all the other podcasts have their own different voicemail numbers. Check them out. But here's some voicemail. This one's actually about a call that came in, I think, a month or so ago about yeah. the NFL. It's a call or call out. Listen oh, to this. Oh, shit. Hey, yo, I just got around listening to the our Trapped Gay episode. And you got to call out this fucking mook who says that the NFL is great. Because the athletes train really hard. Look, there's a separation between the athletes and the NFL. The NFL is run by basically the devil who wants nothing more than to see everyone get as injured as possible so they can make a bunch of money off tabloids and every other kind of thing they can do. The NFL gives zero fucks about football or sports, man. They're an evil company, and fuck them, and fuck you for saying the NFL is great, you piece of shit. You're dumb. I love you, Maddox. Yeah. Damn, that's a hell of a caller call out. He said, fuck you, you're an idiot, to that mm -hmm. other guy. Yeah. Whoever. He said, so take that guy from months ago, or girl, whoever yeah. it was it called. So basically, um, we were talking about the NFL, and some guy called me out. He was like, uh, Maddox, it takes so much talent to be in the NFL, you couldn't do it. Uh. I'm like, dude, everything, everything takes talent if it's good. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying just because I I couldn't or wouldn't do it because I don't have the physical stature. That's it. That's all it is. You just got to be fat. That's, that's all it stature. is. Yeah, that's all it is. And yeah. The NFL, all you got to do is be fat. That's it. That's it. That's it. They just they just they scout the fattest people. Yep. They go to donut shops. That's mm -hmm. how they scout for the NFL. That's, that's you know it. Zach. Zach's smiling, but he knows. He knows. All right, here's another call. <laughs> Let's hear it. This is from the uh, bad ombre. Oh, classic caller for the show. Uh, he's uh, talking some shit about CNN. Listen to this. What's up, cabrones? You know who this is. Bad. Why you motherfuckers even watching CNN anyway? I get my news from two more credible sources, which is Ricky and Elliot over at ETC, yeah. and the last five minutes of your podcast, and you give us weekly headlines. Fuck everything else. Everything else is fake news, full of bullshit, commercials, and all that shit. You motherfuckers bring out the truth. Love you, Rucka. Mikey, you look like you're fucking stoned in every picture you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Mikey, wow. you got called out, bro. That's a caller call out, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Mikey, so so that guy that guy said uh, that everything else is fake news. We also have joining us in studio. He's always in studio, but sitting in a corner on his stool eating Skittles. Hello, Maddox. Donald. Thank you for having me. Donald, wow. thank you. It's always a pleasure. Wow, thank you for coming in, Donald. Thank yes. you for taking time mm -hmm. off your busy schedule of tweeting memes. Great. Yes. Come, to come into the Madcast Media Studios. My greatness enjoys this podcast, okay? There is one thing. 
that I look forward to every week. Actually, two things, okay? Okay, what are those? Okay. Skittles. Yes, okay, there's one. <laughs> in this goddamn podcast, okay? Hey, amen to that. So you would say this podcast is not fake news. It's borderline fake news, Maddox. <laughs> Bor- fuck you, Donald. <laughs> fuck you, yeah, that's Maddox. right. No, fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck you, President. Fuck everyone, Maddox. <laughs> <laughs> borderline fake news. I think the only fake news that's been on the show is when you're talking. How about that, homeboy? Ooh, we have something to talk about, little baby boy. That's oh, you call me a baby boy? Oh all right. boy. All right, Donald. Back to your stool. Maybe Trump is tired of fucking fake media always giving him the raw end of the deal. <laughs> it's just oh. a bunch of yous out there, Maddox. A bunch of me's? At the press conferences and whatnot. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of truth tellers. That's me. Yeah. All right, whatever, Donald. I don't think there's a such thing as fake news. I, I think uh, that, that, that whole idea of fake news, we've always had satire. We've always had bullshit. No one ever said, hey, man, Mad Magazine... That's fake news. No, you, you look at it and you use your brain and you do a little research. You figure out what Mad Magazine is about. You know, Fox News isn't even, they don't even call themselves news. They call themselves uh, editorial entertainment or some shit like that. Really? Or, or enter- yeah, they don't refer huh. to themselves uh, themselves officially as a news station. They blatantly say, no, we're here like news entertainment, I think is the, the word they use. And I don't know, man. But, they should fuck, change. but CNN does yeah. suck. I do agree. Who is watching CNN? That's what I want to know. That yeah. is the worst. Zach, I feel like Zach and I so far agree 100% on everything. Yeah. CNN does suck. And I also think that other guy was a shithead and a coward. Boom. I like it. There we go. So so I'm going to play three voicemails oh, back no. to back because I got so many calls like this oh, calling fuck. you, Rucka, and Mike D out. And normally oh. I don't like to you know play these if, if Mike D's not here to defend himself. But since you are. Mm-hmm. And it's a common call I got. I got so many of these. Listen to okay. this. I, I I had to cut some of these down. Okay. They were so I'll long. speak on behalf of Mike. Okay, great. Hey, Maddox, it's me. I don't like it when they have this double standard saying, like, well, you know, Obama did this, and, you know, Trump did that. And, if, you know, if Obama did that, you know, but, but they held Obama to ridiculous standards, so much so that they questioned whether or not he was born in this country. Yeah, there's that one. Yeah, here's here's yeah. another here's another one. Hey, Aaron from Tokyo here. Uh, Mike D and Rucka were completely off the mark last episode. Mike D kept bringing up Obama over and over in comparison to Trump with this terrible standard argument. Obama never retweeted a racist that condoned genocide. Are you serious with that argument? It's ridiculous. And Obama completely denounced Jeremiah. He said, I reject outright the statements by Reverend Wright. All right, that goes on for another minute. Here's oh, yeah. another one. After how many, after he officiated his wedding, after how many years sitting in the front row of his church? Yeah, well, that doesn't prove. That you comparing that to retweeting? Dude, yeah. there, is, there is no fucking daylight between Obama and his priest. <laughs> I don't on. give a fuck what Hold anybody on. says. We're going to play one last I was one. The one. I was the one who said if Obama had retweeted himself uh, fucking head slamming Fox News, he would get attacked. Uh, Hannity would call him Mussolini. I, I was the one who said Obama would be receiving this same scrutiny. That's as true. in saying that it's always one side going after the other. If, if it's Obama, then it's Fox going after him. If it's Trump, then it's everyone except for Fox going after him. Go ahead. We got one more. Where's, here's one last one. This one's, a, I think, a pretty reasonable caller, I think. I hey, I just want to listen to the uh, debate about uh, freaking politics and uh, whether CNN should be held accountable or whatever. Uh, Mike D, once again, offered a spirited debate. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Made a bunch of shitty points, though. <laughs> Gotta admit, Mike D and Rucka, both you guys, uh, fucking idiots. 
uh, at least in this episode, uh, the revolving door of whataboutisms that Trump supporters, or no, I'm not going to call you Trump supporters, but uh, Trump apologists always use is, uh, you know, what about uh, Hillary? What about Obama? What about, what about, what about, shut the fuck up. Do you just take this guy's actions into account and uh, stand up and, you know, have some responsibility for your actions? I'm fucking tired of it. Anytime anyone brings up uh, something Trump did, some shitty thing he did, he tweeted this shitty gif. It's like, oh, but uh, Obama knew this racist guy, and he said these things. That has pairing this guy to a guy who was in office. He's the last fucking president in office. Doesn't matter anymore, man. Like, yeah, you could say that people are not uh, holding this guy to the exact same standards, but we're in a different fucking time. There's different standards now. I mean, this guy's broken all the standards. There are no standards anymore. Yeah, That's the problem yeah. here. You guys really try to minimize uh, the issue here, and where Maddox brings up, uh, you know looking at what the president tweets, looking at what the president is watching, it actually does matter. You know, it, words do matter. Actions might speak louder than words, but words still fucking matter. All right. Anyway, punch a Nazi. Yeah, punch yeah. a Nazi T- too. Times have drastically changed. The point is, all the critics were asleep at the wheel when Obama was in office. No, they weren't. At certain ones, and now those same people are outraged by everything Trump does. It's a, it's a, it's it's a fucking it's a fucking unbelievable like inverse. Like one side only is angry at Republicans, one side is only angry at Democrats, and like sleeps during their own sides. Uh, stay in power it's unfucking believable my only I, i'm not the whataboutist guy i'm the one who was saying yeah if obama had head slammed fox news he would come under the same shit he yeah. would be called people would be saying what are we living under hitler the fucking <laughs> a fucking dictator here fucking uh insulting the media we're we're a fucking country of free speech I, yeah obama would and did receive the same shit but it's it's bullshit the way uh people are trying to call in here and come off as oh i'm the objective one i'm the one who objectively points out that we're in a different time than obama so anything obama did and any outrage that's selective towards trump doesn't matter because you know i'm i'm objective and i'm telling you only trump can do wrong and obama could do no wrong yeah obama got a free pass yeah the right well you the fucking left him alone the concern it's because no one There's on the show to say it. about him no He's one so on the fucking show. dreamy listen, and perfect listen Shad, i'm gonna explain something yeah. to you okay it's called the color gray all right that's what i am now you see that optical illusion yeah where you have the checkerboard and then there's like a cylinder in the middle of the checkerboard and it's casting a shadow and it looks like the checkers in the shadow are darker than the checkers outside of the shadow but if you look closely it's the same shade of gray that's me when I'm next to conservative people, I see more liberal. And when I'm next to liberal people, I see more conservative. Uh, I see bullshit chameleon. each way I look. Yeah, yeah, I see bullshit each way I look, too. And, and you know and what? You can't make a comparison to way to the Obama did not get a free pass in the media. He got a, a, a torrent of shit. And there's also a really big difference between things that are just wildly made up. You go, OK, this is the fact. And Fox goes, nope. And, you know, you don't see that on MSNBC. I'm not saying MSNBC isn't uh, full of a lot of liberal-minded pundits, but at the same time, they do lay out the facts. No, they don't. You agree with them, so you see them <laughs> I as don't agree with everything. MSNBC are full of shit. I'm not saying Fox are I don't agree are with any, everything they say, well, but they're I'm, definitely more factual. I don't think you can compare the two. You can, you because know, they're both full of shit, and MSNBC is probably a little bit worse. Well, in that regard, I think... 
everything is shit. In other words, let's talk about North Korea. You go, oh, wow, look at all these things they do in North Korea. They do this, this, and this, and this. And you go, well, they do the same thing in this country, but not to the extent. So yes, this is a far better place to be than North Korea, but this place could be far better than it is. It's like... I'll give you an example. When I was a kid, uh, I had my report card and a friend of mine, an older friend, family friend, looked at my grades and said, well, this is pretty shitty. I said, well, it's better grades than all my friends got. He's like, oh, you want to compare yourself to shit? So, I mean, I'm with you. I think it's all shit. It's just varying degrees. And I think getting emotionally involved in any of this stuff is silly because it's really kind of like just a sporting event. They're all gangs. There's no difference. I can't see the difference between a government of any country versus uh, a set of gang members. What's the difference between the mob and the government? You know, what, they both murder, they both extort. United States government just happens to be the biggest, baddest gang out there. Uh, but to think that we're great and that we couldn't do better, obviously we could be much better. We have the resources to turn this country into a utopia, but instead, you know, we have some of the worst health care compared to Who other- Who has first. the resources? This country. Who, who's this country? The people in the leaders of it, the people that the vote. leaders personally yeah. have enough money to give it out to everyone. Is that is that when you say well, they the do? Leader, they they matter, personally as in as their bank fact, account. Haven't you heard the, the the debate about having a national living wage where they realize, wow, you know, if the government just distributed money to everybody in the country, Whoa. they'd actually have you heard be, of this idea. Hold on, <laughs> yeah, they, okay. they, they, we'd actually. I feel like be, I read this in uh, was it Doc Capital? Um, yeah, okay. This, this is, is hold on. I never realized this. We can just take everyone's money and. Just give a li- everyone a little bit. No, no, no. It's the okay. The, well, what do you do now I, with the I, money? I, Most of our money goes to the military. Who's money? Right? Who's our, money? Our tax money. Where does our tax money go? Uh, most of it goes to welfare military. programs, no. uh, social mm, security, no. and Medicaid. Now, and Medicare. Do, do, do you think the welfare in the United States comes close to corporate welfare in this country? Corporate Pro, welfare. They're, is, they're both welfare, so I don't care which one is. Well, one is, is trillions. One is a pittance. The, I would end them all. Okay. So, so, so well, okay. Now, now, we're, now that's the plane taking off the runway. I was with yeah. you. Well, wow. Mr. It. Gray over here suddenly is very, very <laughs> much aligned with Zach. What do you got for me? No, I'm not. Because I, 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 I think that a lot of what, I don't know. I, I just I, I disagree, I, I disagree I with both you guys. Yeah. All right. Because I'm because i the wise one here. Mm. I, Zach, Zach, how much education have you had? What's your highest level of education? Uh, BA in communications. Can't you hear how well I speak? You mentioned oh. that. I don't um. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, I am. I like to call myself the foremost academic on the show. Uh, even though I have not graduated, all right, I will say that you have a master's. No, close. Cl- one test away from a bachelor's in math. Okay, that uh-huh. that's. I have a bachelor's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, I am the foremost uh, academic authority on this side of the table. Uh-huh. There we go. Okay, <laughs> so as the foremost authority on the show, I went to University I- of Central Florida, UCF. <laughs> Just a little shout out to my school there oh everyone from ucf don't don't forget to call in next week <laughs> let us know what you think of the school so Rucka, yeah the okay well we're get, we're gonna we're gonna get off a uh on a huge tangent here but the point where you said that tax you would you would abolish all the taxes right or, uh, or, or all welfare all type all types uh, of welfare not overnight but i would like to see us uh get off of that shit okay. yeah and, and right. i mean if once we get to that point yeah, yeah it's hard to, it's hard to bait rucka cuz so you, like you, in switzerland in yeah. 2014 in switzerland they uh, i don't know what happened with it but they were voting to decide whether or not the country should send a monthly check for 2800 dollars 
to every Swiss citizen right. and legal resident. You know, and they did that in Canada too recently. And Elon Musk is also. This is going to be a debate. That's on the really show. cool that the Swiss government uh, that they're making so much money in uh, in the parliament over there that they're able to afford that kind of money to give out to everybody. Don't you think the whole like working for money thing though might in itself be kind of a, an old model? Maybe we oh need a gosh. whole new model for the world, man. Zach, yeah. Zach I'm, I feel like I'm looking at two <laughs> sides of the same coin with you and Rucka. You're both proposing some experimental bullshit that is Experimental bullshit? Yes. You fucking you go to the store every day and you pay for your own fucking eggs. How oh is that experimental? Gosh. It's been working your whole fucking <laughs> That's life. That's a fucking straw man. Who said anything about buying eggs at the store? Yeah, I'm, All I'm saying is fucking a dollar equals a dollar. Your dollar is your dollar. Mine is mine. I'll pay you for what I want you to do, a.k.a. not very much because you don't do <laughs> shit wrong listen <laughs> let me say this i just want to fucking respond to the voicemails because i was bracing myself for a bunch of angry fucks to yell at me about quantum mechanics and they string were, theory that, that was the other one. Oh shit but um listen um i was the one who said if obama had done this same thing he would get he would yeah. get shit for it you so said I, that yeah. i did say that the thing is we got some people asleep at the wheel when Obama's in power and and they get outraged at everything Trump does and other people are asleep when Trump is in power. But you can't and, compare Trump to Obama. They're just nothing alike. I mean, there are some differences, but <laughs> but <laughs> they have more in common than they not. Have less in common. They have more in common than not. They're both fucking uh, big government fucking uh, uh, populist scum who just fucking say whatever people want to hear. You guys, you each have a fucking dog in this fight and you make them into like... Polar opposites. Yeah, I don't either. I, they're not that fucking different. But um, I voted for Ross Perot too. I saw that bumper. Yeah, sticker. I right. voted for Perot. All right, you got a Perot bumper sticker. <laughs> on the right camps. side of every historical uh, <laughs> contest. I would a hundred times over vote for Perot. Yeah, but uh, that was the right I, I, move. I think uh, I think South Park. Uh, and I think South Park hit the nail on the head uh, when they when they said you all voted for Obama, and now that everything still sucks, you can't blame him because no one black can ever be blamed for anything. So you just turn on the one percent. And on the flip side, we've got everyone who voted for Trump, and they're all fucked. Fucking, uh, they're all that he's immune to any criticism on their end. It's it's just the way we're fucking living in this country. There is an air of disingenuousness when it comes to political discourse in this country, which is what Rucka hit the nail on the head on. I think, yeah. which is um, you know, the other side, the, your party when when it's your team that's, that's what in I was office. Say, yeah, yeah. No one wants to criticize. No one wants to acknowledge their flaws, their faults of their guy that they because it's cognitive dissonance. They've invested into it, and it's their team. Right or wrong. It's like people who are fans of the Bills. That's why I said team is a great word. And that's why yeah. I said this is like a sporting event. People yeah. are rooting for their guy, you know. It's or the Lions. They, like these, they're these sports franchises where year after year they disappoint. Like the Capitals. They, they just disappoint their fans. They choke at the last game always. And then their fans stick with them. Like the fucking, uh, how long did it take for the uh, Cubs to win the World Series? A hundred years. hundred years. hundred, you know what? People have fucking died and not given up on their shitty team. It took them a hundred years. Wow, great, one in a hundred. Con congrats, dipshit. You're, you're celebrating careful. this. <laughs> Are you a Cubs guy? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, only yeah. in the na only in the National League though. My my favorite uh, team. I'm an American League guy, really. Okay. Yankees. That doesn't help win any friends either. 
Um, I played for the Yankees when I was a kid. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Obviously, you've done uh, in, my, in my little softball, in my little softball, <laughs> Your little league, yeah, yeah, my little, yeah, uh, yeah my little league. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you know, <laughs> I, I was working on my trolling skills a little bit there a few minutes ago with uh, you know extreme socialism, but I think we're kind of saying the same thing: is that it's treated like a sport in this country. People pick their sides, and they're blind to everything else. And all I'm saying is, uh, we could probably be doing better than we are. Yeah, and I am the foremost academic. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Well, we he should. Is. He's two weeks from graduating. <laughs> One test. One test from graduating. Uh, well, we should move With on. With a math degree. With a math degree. What yeah. Do you know about fractals. What do you want to know? Uh, They're very simple formulas. Yeah. No, I. I just. I'm fascinated. The guy who says fuck abstractions almost has a math degree. Uh, you know what? Read your little fucking. There is a difference between applied and theoretical mathematics, Rucka. That's right. Math, there's nothing concrete about math. It's all ideas. It's all on it's paper. It's the only concrete thing in the universe. It's the one universal language where everyone understands it. It's a lang language is abstraction. It's an inherent property of every fucking You don't thing. know what an abstraction is. Yes, I do. You're an abstraction. You're all abstraction. That I'll give you. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. Donald, what do you think abstractions are? Who's a, who's in an abstraction? You're an abstraction, Maddox. How dare, how dare you, Donald? All right. I was supposed Impeached. to leave. We're moving on. We're moving on. All right, let's move on, on to the debate. We? Let's move on. All right, coming up at the end of the show, I've got some quick news headlines as always. But with me as always is my first hand on staff moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yeah. Let's hear his buzzer. There it is. And Zach, as our guest this week, let's hear yours. There it is. And here is mine. If you hear any of these buzzers, that means one of us disagreed with the other, or we just want to chime in and annoy. Someone may have made a logical fallacy or a mistake on this show, but it won't be me. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, debate this week. Right? This is one Zach proposed. Oh, and I fell in love with it. Yeah. We were talking about my girlfriend's not gonna. I, I didn't. We eventually got to this subject. I just want to say that now, if my girlfriend hears this, I. It's a, it's a big debate at home, too. Well, she may. We have a lot of female listeners yeah, here at fine. Madcast Media. She already knows how I feel. <laughs> well, the debate this week is, does living with your partner doom your relationship? All right. This could get heated, especially for the couples listening at home right now. And I, I looked up. There's a bunch of articles that have been written on this, and, and some of them from Psychology Today. Uh, actual psychologists have looked into this. Um, here's an Well, first of all, Zach. With actual degrees. You know what? <laughs> Or one test away, it's, I, would, I would say is equivalent. Okay. Um, so, so Zach, as our guest this week, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take first stab at this debate. What do you think? Does moving in with your partner ruin or doom a relationship? Absolutely, one hundred percent, unequivocally, it will totally destroy any chance you have of having anything good in your life if you live together. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So you're you're on the yes side of the debate. Yes. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to argue no. All right. That is, it does not. Fucking retarded. But. Okay, we'll see about that. <laughs> debate. We'll see about that, Zach. We're going to put it to vote. Guys, now's your chance to vote on this debate, madcastmedia.com. You can vote for it before and after. We'll see what you think before and after listening to this debate. Or maybe we'll ask another question. We'll see. But, Zach. Yes. Why do you think moving in with your partner ruins a relationship? Because you hear each other's shit. Oh, is that it? <laughs> oh, it's wow! Big deal! Oh my gosh! Did I just ruin your your sense your uh, uh, sensitive yep. ears there? That's it, huh? Yep, I'm done with you. You're one of those <laughs> the last guys. Last time you'll see me. Okay, but for real, if you're dating a girl and you hear her shit or fart, it's too it, real. Like, is it turn it off? Mm -hmm. Is that a turn off for you? 
Uh, yeah, that's definitely a turnoff. Oh you ever gosh. stay with her at like a hotel or some shit? No, uh, actually, you know what's funny? We have not. We have not gone anywhere together where we stayed in a hotel. <laughs> oh, you sound had, like you, a romantic guy. Yeah. You had other girlfriends. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I've I've gone to other with other girls to hotel rooms, but usually they were, you know. I'll tell you, it doesn't bother me if they're shitting in the other room because they just did a bunch of coke and they have to do it. Mm. You know what I mean? You get those coke runs. I don't know, but oh, go on. Okay. Please tell us. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's a thing you that coke, happens. You got to shit. Maddox usually. has done coke. Don't yeah. listen to him. <laughs> but uh, I ate some on popcorn no, look, one time. This girl poisoned me. Have some popcorn. Yeah, she actually, I do have some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, in, in all seriousness, I really do think it dooms things. I, I don't understand the benefit of it. What is the advantage of living with somebody? Oh, um, okay. You know, the in particular in my situation, I live in a one-bedroom apartment in Santa Monica. Like, Right there, I'm like, ah, two people in here, we're going to be on top of each other all the time. You can never get away from each other. My girlfriend herself has a roommate in a two-bedroom apartment, and she's like, oh, my roommate's going to be gone. It's going to be so great having the place to myself. I'm like, yeah, that's what I have all the time. That's why we don't live together. It's I don't understand how being on top of each other all the time and seeing each other all the time when you're at your worst is beneficial to a relationship. Wouldn't it be better? You live your life. You you work. If you have to work late, no one's waiting for you. You leave things messy in the apartment. Nobody cares. You do what you want to do. And then when you're at your best, when you've got cash in your pocket, you're feeling good. There's a concert to go to. You pick up your best girl. You get dressed and you have this great night out and get fucked up and eat mushrooms and whatever. It's that to me sounds like the way to do it. A perpetual girlfriend sounds like a good idea, but yeah. somebody you live with, it just sounds like uh, I don't. I don't see the upside to it. Yeah. Well, here's the upside, Zach. It's so your apartment doesn't sound like this. <laughs> That's a nice sound. Yeah. It's it's literally just haunted wind. Yes. Blowing through your empty, cold apartment. Yes. Where you're sitting there shivering, just. Masturbating by yourself in the corner. This is what you want, Zach. This is your yeah, future. Yeah. Cold sounds, masturbation. Sounds good. I, I, again, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not swaying me at all on this one. Okay, Zach. First of all, <laughs> having your girlfriend around. Mm -hmm. All right, having yeah. your or partner. If you're a guy who's dating a guy or a girl who's dating a guy. I was at a gay bar years ago in Chicago Go with on. this girl, and we were <laughs> watching uh, this Crap. piano player. <laughs> And uh, there was a guy sitting next to me and the piano player started to sing a song. And, uh, you know, I forgot I was in a gay bar and the guy next to me uh, said, oh, he's he's singing this for me. I recently lost my partner. And I said, oh, are, are you a cop? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm in a gay bar. Sorry. Never mind. Sorry about your boyfriend. <laughs> anyway, go on. Uh <laughs> yeah, you know what? I bet they lived together, and I bet they were very loving. Mm. That's why the guy was singing a song for him in the gay bar. You know who's not going to sing a song for you, Zach? No, anybody, because you <laughs> never, you never shared, you never shared your life with them enough. You're too, you're too pre precious with your spare time and being able to walk around naked and leave piles of dirty dishes. Fucking do the dishes, and then have your girlfriend move in, and then you bang regularly. What's wrong with that? Yeah, that's right. Because Point you don't matters. usually bang regularly. That's exactly what happens. You see each other all the time. And you're like, yeah, you again. It's not that exciting anymore. Zach, it, what are you talking about? All I do is bang. When If a girl moves in, that's it. It's maybe like Maybe that's bang what time. you want to do. How long does it go on, though, before she's like, all right, enough of that? Never. Mm. They're, they're addicted. It's like crack. 
My junk, my junk is 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 a dick. Not everybody has your dick. What about the rest of us <laughs> with just regular dicks? That's what I'm saying. You can have my dick. Really? Call me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Look. All all uh, grossness and, and weirdness aside, <laughs> this is getting really weird. Your, okay. But studies have found, generally speaking, when you're living with your partner, you're happier. All right. There's a certain level of comfort when you come home from a long day of work. You had a bad day. You sit down I and you talk have to a your long partner. Day of work ever. Okay. Mm. Well, <laughs> for most people who aren't <laughs> who aren't <laughs> flipping cards and writing "Happy Birthday" on them for Rucka, mm-hmm. for uh, all those, for all those. No, no. But if you have a bad day, like even say you're you're driving home from a magic gig mm-hmm. and you're stuck in traffic for hours, mm-hmm. you come home. Wouldn't it be great to have your hot girlfriend sitting there waiting for you, saying, "Hey, babe, how's your day? What happened? Tell me about it." And you unwind and you say. This is the shit that I had to deal with today. Thank you for listening to me. Can't I just go to her place and say, hey, I'm going to come over. I had a bad day. Yeah. And she'll say, okay, let me wait for my roommate to move out or go home or whatever. No, she'll be thrilled. She's like, oh, that's great. Come on over. Oh, great. And then you got to drive some more. So you just spent six hours in traffic and now you got to drive more to your girlfriend's place. Since I'm on the phone with her, why don't I just tell her right then (laughs) on the phone what happened? Yeah, what does your little study say about that? I love this study show. Doesn't fucking cite anything. You know what? It does cite something here. There are here. studies that show everything. There are studies that show living with somebody who maybe isn't the best partner for you to begin with is not going to make you happy. But There's not studies on abstractions. Yeah, about abstractions. Yeah, studies are abstract. You guys are abstract. Oh, Donald, who's you're, abstract? You're abstract, Maddox. I am not. Donald never backs me up. He's very simple. Listen, here's a study yeah. I want to read, okay? And not all studies are the same shitheads. Everyone's like, uh, you can find a study for to support any argument. Uh. Everyone does say that. Yeah, but but the thing voice. is, not every study is equally good. Some of them are peer-reviewed. Some of them are double-blind tested. Some of them do huge samples, small samples. Different studies have different merits to them. Dude, guys, don't be, mm-hmm. don't be idiots. All right, here's a study. Okay. This is, <laughs> this is published in Psychology Today. From an article titled, Should You Think Twice Before Moving In With a Partner? Yes. Hmm. Okay, well, we'll see, Zach. It says... Clickbait. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen to this clickbait with your ears. Yeah. Some have argued that cohabitors may be more divorce-prone, not because cohabitation causes relationships to fall apart, but because the type of individuals who choose to cohabit may already possess traits that make them predisposed to divorce. In a meta-analysis of 12 studies, 12 of them, Rucka, Conducted between 1974 and 2000, Jose O'Leary and Moyer showed that cohabitors were less religious and less traditional and more accepting of divorce. Mm. Also, there is evidence that those who choose to cohabit rather than marry seem less committed in the first place. Now, here's the thing. What? You're talking about uh, living together versus getting married, and uh, Zach is completely turned off to marriage. He is saying even moving in together is too much commitment. Is that true? That is 100% accurate. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Well, here's the thing, okay? Divorce can be a godsend. I I talked to a friend of mine a a while ago. Divorce is wonderful. I'm always thrilled when my friends tell me they're getting divorced. I'm like, yes, we can hang out again. Yeah. We can have fun again. Ain't that the truth? Uh, (laughs) I will will say this, though. (laughs) (laughs) I talked to a friend one time who was talking about, uh, he was making a case for marriage. So he was like, well, haven't you ever been in a relationship with someone where you get in a really nasty fight and then you guys decide to stick it out and things turned out okay down the line and you guys are like, wow, I'm so glad we worked through that because it was worth salvaging the relationship. I'm like, yeah, of course. But look at the opposite. The opposite is 
Sometimes marriage can prolong a nasty relationship. Sometimes you can be in a relationship with someone where you're miserable and you're stuck with them because you're married. Now, what this is telling me, Zach, this study, this collection of 12 studies, Rook, a meta-analysis, mm-hmm. smart, mm. is it saying that people who cohabit are more likely and they're more divorce-prone, which is a good thing by your own admission. Boom. Point Maddox. Yeah, okay. I don't even <laughs> think you should have a girlfriend in the first place if you want to be honest with me. I want to be honest with you. Your point, it's a good one, but I have to tell you, I have to go back a little bit further. I'm going to admit that this girlfriend I have right now, first girlfriend I've had like in 15 years, yeah, will probably be the last girlfriend I ever have. Now, I love her to death. I think she's the exception to the rule, but for 99% of the people out there, I don't think you should have a girlfriend. I think the whole idea is kind of retarded. Okay. Well, Zach, Zach now we're getting off into a whole different debate mm. on whether or not you should even have a girlfriend. Interesting. Yep. Now, now you should not. Let me ask you this, Zach. What's been your longest relationship? Uh, four years. Four years. Yeah. And did you guys live together? No. Have you ever lived with anyone? Yes. And and I'm guessing that was that went that horribly. That lasted two years. When? Uh, when I first moved out here from 2000 to 2002. Okay. How old were you is maybe the question oh, to ask. So 17 years ago. It's like I was, uh, uh, like, one, uh, I was like 27. There we go. Holy right. fuck. Is that how old I was? How old? Oh, God, I'm getting old. So, anyway, so yeah. you, you lived with this person when you first moved out. and We moved out here together from Chicago. The two of us moved from Chicago, ah. moved into a place out here. And uh, very quickly, I remember I, I banged her the first night. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And the second night. In, was, in Los Angeles or in Chicago? No, in, in Los Angeles. And I was thinking you know, about Maddox at the time. I didn't know I was going to yeah. know you yet. Yeah. But I was thinking, I'm going to know this guy Maddox one day. Nice. And I'm going to tell him about how I banged her the third, the fourth, the fifth day. And around the sixth day, I got the message, well, just because we live together doesn't mean we're going to fuck every day. Yeah. I was like, oh, it, it does. And I heard the needle go across the record in my head. Yeah. And so your whole idea, and that is point Zach, by the way, you are, I want my ding. There it goes. There I get two go. points. <laughs> that you are not going to get laid every day. That moving in with your girlfriend does not guarantee any more frequent sex than you're already getting. All right. How, well, how about this, Zach? You like money? Love money. Yeah. Well, you're going to have more of it when you live together because you're splitting the bills. Mm. Point Maddox. Boom. How about you... Just stop being a loser, earn more money, <laughs> and uh, and if you want your place cleaned and all that, you save money by getting a housekeeper. 70 bucks a week, a lot cheaper than the alimony you'll be paying after you get divorced. Oof. Well, hold on. We're not talking about marriage. We're just talking mm. about living again. No. <laughs> I'm going to buzz your ding. I veto that ding. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You could make that bullshit argument on any income level. Oh, you make a million dollars? Why don't you stop being a loser and make more money? Then you don't have to move. No, there's a point of diminishing returns. They've shown that after a certain amount of salary that your level of happiness and what you do with it doesn't increase by that much. Right. So, you know, if you're, but if you're living in an apartment and your rent's 2000 a month, let's make it more like it would be in the normal parts of this country. Let's say it's 800 bucks a month. And uh, you really, you can't come up with an extra 400 a month to live alone. You really I mean, need this you, banshee 
there <laughs> every day. Zach, it just sounds like you date horrible women. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I have. I've dated some really horrible women. But the current ex- excluded. Of no, course. she's wonderful. Yeah. That's the only reason she's lasted as long as she has. How many? I, how, how long has it been? Almost you... two years. Wow. Okay. And, wow. Um, and look, listen, this topic has come up. This has been a thing. She's like, you know, don't you ever want to live with me? And I said, look. If I'm ever rich enough to have a house with a guest house, you can live in the guest house. Wow. Because then, you know, we can be together often, but then we still have our own space. I think it's very important to have your own space to do what you want to do. You're like my parents. My, like, <laughs> Are my they par- still together? Uh, yes. Mm. I always tell my parents that you guys should get divorced. I Like I always tell I I think that they'd be so much happier divorced. Uh, they haven't slept in the same bed, I think, in 17 years or something like that. And I remember, I remember the night that they had the fight that basically you know, kind of separated them into different rooms in the house. It was because my dad kept farting. <laughs> I, I, I brought that up earlier. What did I tell you? There's this, was... there's this meat, okay? It's an, Arme- it's an Armenian meat. <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, you know, yeah. people aren't too familiar with Armenian meats, okay? Some yeah. lucky ladies are. Yeah. But for the most part, people aren't familiar with Armenian meats. And there's a type of meat, I'm telling you guys, if you ever go to any Armenian heavy region, mm. maybe in your Glendale. city, Glendale, Glendale yeah. Hollywood, it, it, maybe in your city, you might have an Armenian market. Look up this meat. It's called Basturma, B-A-S-T-E-R-M-A, Basturma, and it is so good and so delicious, but it will make you fucking reek, and I'm talking like it'll come out of your pores. Nice. The shit is so pungent. So my dad, it's like my, one of my fa- dad's favorite things. He was eating that, plus whole cloves of garlic, because he wants to be healthy, and he doesn't believe in garlic tablets that take that remove the order, odor. So he was eating that plus pickles. <laughs> and he just reeked. And my mom finally, like, he kept farting in the bed. And, and I woke up to this blood-curdling scream. And she's like, get the fuck out. Get out of the bed. Get out of the room. Get out. And my mom was spraying him up and down with, <laughs> with, with the, Yeah, with the Febreze. <laughs> chasing my dad out of the room. My poor dad. She's like, okay. And he just goes, sleeps in another room. And then they, I don't think they slept together since. This makes me not want any human beings to exist, <laughs> let alone live together. But, now we're talking. But, uh, what a, Maddox, you're, yeah. Maddox. Yes. You're supposed to be arguing for living together. And you've just illustrated why your parents can't live together. Well, okay. That's one, that's one example. Okay. Yeah. Where, where, but, it, but no, I'm saying that's an argument for what Zach's life is. He's like my parents. Yeah. And my parents. I, I don't think they're happy together necessarily. I, I think they, they tolerate each other. And I think if you lived in this kind of weird cohabitation situation you're proposing, which is your girlfriend lives in a cottage outside by the brook, mm. wherever the fuck no, you're Oh, a brook. I can't, I can't afford a place by a brook, I don't think. So that's it. It's a matter of having a, a guest house. How about just one house that's really big? She And she could have like her own wing? I could give her yeah. her own I wing. mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, don't you want to sleep in the same bed if you got a libido and you enjoy her company so much? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sleeping in the same bed is nice, but it's not always nice. It's not nice when, you know, we can keep completely different hours. I'm up to five in the morning working, trying to be a YouTube star like you guys and failing miserably. And uh, she has to get up at six in the morning to go to a job. <laughs> you know, I mean, so uh, we have completely opposite schedules. Zach, wouldn't it be great to have someone there who's your biggest cheerleader and they're encouraging you but she is and they're supporting there. you? She's just not there all the time. 
She's not there sitting on the couch when I'm trying to edit video or practice a magic trick or write a joke. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, you date a girl who knows, when, like, to, to be independent and do her own thing and, you know, fuck off and not bother you all the time. Is well, that... she's got stuff going on, too. She's Great. an actor. She's, she was in Star Wars. That's pretty cool. Oh, she's fucking a, a. She was the hand model? Yeah, the she's, hand a, she's a, she was a stand-in. And, uh, but yeah, you see, like, her hand on, uh, on BB-8. <laughs> oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah, so, wow. no, it's cool. And, no, she's done a lot of cool stuff and she's a badass girl. We're always there for each other, but she doesn't need to physically be in my presence all of the time. Well, okay. Let me read a little bit more of this story. Because right. I think this makes a good case here. It says, a meta-analysis found negative correlations between marital stability and quality and cohabitation. However, when analysis focused solely on cohabitations with an eventual marriage partner, the negative effect on marital stability was greatly diminished. So... If you do decide to marry your partner that you're with right now, right, and whoever whoever's listening right now, if you guys are cohabiting and you're thinking about getting married, it does diminish the negative effects. If you're thinking about getting married, you should go to blowmeuptom.com, <laughs> listen to the Tom, Tom Likas show, Likas. and immediately uh, reconsider that yeah. whole idea. And if you're unfamiliar with the Tom Likas show, it's the show that is not <laughs> hosted <laughs> by, by a right-wing right lunatic or, or a convicted felon. No! <laughs> nice. Yeah. I am your host. And ladies, it's Flash Friday. Oh, shit. <laughs> No, man. I mean, in this whole marriage thing, I don't think people look at it for what it really is, which is a business contract. Mm -hmm. You're essentially going into business in life together. And uh, I don't know. It doesn't sound very romantic to me. I think the whole uh, institution is antiquated. It's a silly idea. Well, again, but that's marriage. We're talking about this Do you know anybody happy that's together, living together? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have have a couple of friends. A couple? Who are in long term- I know. I, yeah, look, a lot of Los, An- Los Angeles is a is a town is a city of just broken mm-hmm. relationships, broken people, people. broken mm-hmm. dreams. Mm-hmm. Everything here is fucked. Yeah. And I look at this place awesome. and I I don't forget that this isn't normal. Oh, Nothing no. here is normal. Well, Everything's fucked. It's the invert. Go finish your thought. So I see my few friends in Los Angeles who are married and happily married in a, a loving, supportive relationship, and I look at them and it gives me hope. Mm. So yeah. It does L- exist. LA, LA is the inverse of like middle America. Like over there, everyone is miserable and has settled. Yeah. Over here, yeah. no one will settle for anything. They're all narcissistic. Well, I'm going yeah, exactly to stick, stick up from Los Angeles here because I think something, you know, it's easy to say, oh, there are a bunch of flakes and all the other stereotypes people have about us. But I think the truth is the people that move out to LA to pursue whatever dreams they have, acting, comedy, animation, voiceovers, whatever the hell it is in the entertainment world, I think these are people that are trying to do more with their lives and they're entering industries that are all-consuming. And these are go-getters that are they're going after the brass ring. And I think that's one of the reasons uh, relationships are the way they are out here. Anybody that works in the entertainment industry, I have a friend, he's an editor over at Universal, you know, every day is 12, 13 hours. And he's been right. doing that for, you know, 20 years or whatever. Which, yeah. Which brings us to the point that in addition to wanting to succeed in your career, doesn't uh, doesn't romance ha- play a part in your success? Like, lo- think about if you lost your girlfriend. You know, what if she says, hey, either we're moving in together or I'm moving on. Like, how sad would you be? Like, I'd be devastated. Yeah. But I'd get over it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you'd be devastated, Zach. <laughs> uh, no, I would be. Uh, eh. I love her to death. But, you know, hey, I was devastated when my ferret died. 
And I loved my fa- I love that ferret. Beautiful ferret. Zach, again, again, this is your apartment, and this is all it will ever be. Just you in a scary, I don't cold hear apartment. Any sounds of like Gears of War in the background there? I don't hear mm. any uh, you porn sounds. I mean, wow, those are the sounds you of are like um, perpetual twelve. You are like yes. a generation Sargon come to life over here with your video games and internet porn. You're actually bragging that that's replaced your your relationship. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, All I right. think it's 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 great. No, I mean, look, I uh, I. I just I, I... <laughs> <laughs> You know I, I this lost is, my train of thought. This is a YouTube, listen listen. That's your apartment. That's that's a sound of life. That's yeah. company. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. There's some gears of war that's for you. Beautiful. You're near the beach. And well, by the way, the, the the picture the thumbnail for this video that I'm playing is an old man standing in a cemetery <laughs> pointing <laughs> in dread. <laughs> that's your apartment. Alright, go on. I know I lost it. I lost what the hell it was. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It sounds like you. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. This is this may not apply to most of our listeners. Let but me for ask the you a ones- question. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I kind of got it back. When, when have you been happiest in life? When you were just going around, you know, banging, or when you were in a relationship? Oh, that is a good question. That's fair. I've gone through both phases. I've gone through. Uh, I borrow a phrase. Happier? Uh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll, I'm going to borrow a phrase from uh, one of my good friends, Ella Darling. She she used the phrase trampage. I went on a trampage uh, when I was single where I decided I'm going to make a concerted effort not to be in a relationship because I have been for most of my life a, a serial monogamist. I've gone from relationship to relationship to relationship. So I made a concerted effort to just date, hook up, and not get into a relationship. And I did that for a while, and it was fun. I don't have any regrets about it. But at some point, it became rote, and it became like, okay, I have another date. All right, I guess I'll hook up with her, or this other girl, or this other girl. And I had options, and it was kind of fun for a while, but it wasn't fulfilling because these people were kind of like single-serving girlfriends. Yeah, where pump them and dump them. Yeah. Okay, Tom. Like yeah, exactly. Use them and lose them. <laughs> Dump that bitch. TTB. <laughs> I, I, let me tell you, uh, I had this aunt when I was younger, I think around 16 years old. She's the only one, the only one, my entire family tree who ever gave me any sex advice. And she pulled me over and she, she had a really dark, uh, deep voice. She said, hey, listen, Maddox. I'm like, yeah. I was like 16. She goes, you dating girls yet? I said, no. She goes, good. And I said, uh, why? She goes, listen, just pump them and dump them. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is uh, my aunt wow. saying. She goes, they're all whores. And I'm like, oh, holy shit. That's the only sex advice I got from any it's all anyone in my entire it's family tree. It's the best tree. advice you could have gotten. No, but then I, I, you know, when I had that opportunity and I went through that phase in my life, it wasn't quite fulfilling it was fun and i don't Nothing regret it. is fulfilling it's life we're all on a sinking ship my friend well you know you trade the excitement of different partners and you know meeting different people having first time sexual experiences for the comfort and the uh the good feeling that you get that you you have someone in your corner but they're not always in your corner that's the other thing this is none <laughs> of this is a guarantee that you have that that it's going to o- going to always be that way well I that's mean, true i know some people that have been married happily for many years and uh it still ended and they, they would have been those examples you were talking about well i've got these friends they're a great example of it and then fast forward a few more years up oh, they bit the dust too like every good example i found eventually ended and i I don't know man it um i I don't see the upside to any of it (laughs) 
I just, it was my girlfriend. The way I fell into it is I wasn't looking for a girlfriend. It, we just connected and ended up, you know, wow, this is like my best friend. And people always say that. And uh, the thing is though, my best friend, even my good friends, Ruck is not going to call me one day and just out of the blue say, I've had enough of your shit. Hmm. I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. That never happens. But I know guys that have been in relationships for 20 years. They thought that woman was in his corner. They're like, oh, she's in my corner. She's got my back. If nothing else, I can count on her. And then gone. Yeah. And, and and without any warning, some of them, you know, I've had friends that have been cheated on and yeah. friends that were given no explanation and were dumped without any oh, hard right. to believe mm. that the guy, the Tom Likas fanboy, hangs <laughs> out with a bunch of cheaters and fucking miserable fucks. I'm just kidding. Uh, listen, we're MGTOW over here, right? Yeah. Maddox, MGTOW. Mikey, Mikey right. Trump, we're all MGTOW. We're oh, men yes. going their own way. We don't believe in any of this shit, dude. Yeah, we're men fucking, going their own way. We got our fucking porn and our fucking, uh, uh, the thing with the man cave, the man cave. Yeah. By the yeah. way, you mentioned after a while of whoring around that it became unfulfilling. Then isn't that a good thing? Isn't it nice to have that? You know, as a guy, all you think about is getting laid. It, wouldn't it be great to get to a point in your life where you really don't give a shit? So then you could focus on making more YouTube videos like stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And I'll tell you why. I have a theory. And so no, far, because he still won't make YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Ruck. <laughs> I have a theory that um, people who get laid too much mm. with too many partners, yeah. they get a little weird. Someone's jealous. After No, it's not that. Okay. All right? So I'm very experienced, Don't be my jealous friend. of Mikey. <laughs> uh, Swagmaster in chief. Yeah. But listen, I, I have this theory that if you, if you hook up with too many people too often, you know, like um, I have some friends who, who, both guys and girls, who've always been very attractive. Everywhere they go, everyone hits on them. And and for the guys, it's especially rare because it's so rare to see a girl try to pick up on a guy when you're out in public. You haven't hung out with me. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm saying C, okay, because I don't have a mirror around, all right? Yeah, I got you. But <laughs> I, I hung out with a, a buddy of mine a while ago, and it was crazy how often this guy would get hit on just in an hour. We would walk into a 7-Eleven. This girl was walking over to get a bottle from the fridge. She she stopped, did a double take, turned around and said, you're beautiful, to my friend, and then gave her his number. That same afternoon, like we stepped outside and we're at a stop at a red light, and girls were like, hey, are you single? And then we went to a restaurant on the Sunset Strip in West Hollywood, the most busy place where they have the most attractive servers. A server from another table came over to hit on my friend. And that this was- And you were like, hey- Everybody, he's with me. <laughs> Everybody needs to back the fuck off. Yeah, why do you think they were hitting on him? Yeah. They saw me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, uh, that's the that's the kind of life that uh, that you can have and you can live and you'll you'll hook up with a bunch of people. Sounds awesome. It, well, it kind of does, but It is awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> But then at some point, it is just it just becomes rote and you and if you hook up with too many people, you get a little bit weird mm -hmm. and you're going to be one of those weirdos where you're like too into oils. You got mm. feathers and shit. <laughs> You're into weird shit. And then there was that Vice article where I, t I think I talked about it on the show a while back. You turned into Johnny Depp, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, like a total yeah. weirdo. Although even Johnny like got married at some point. But there's this article on Vice, I think, a while back where this guy hooked up with a different person every single day. And near the end, he couldn't get off on anything except for the thought of turning a straight guy gay. And that was it. That was the only thing that could get him what? off. He became a total weirdo. This guy was straight. 
I, I, I think he was bisexual, and then near the end, he, he right, became listen, fully gay. Listen, what? What the <laughs> fuck are we even talking about anymore? This debate is supposed to be: should you move in with someone or yes, not? Otherwise, and you'll be now a we're just debating: should two, should should people <laughs> fucking mate? Period. No, I'm not arguing. I'm saying it's Zach's. Ultimate right. utopia. By the way, Zach, you're undermining your own argument by being in a two-year relationship. I know. It's uh, do not listen to me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. It's, no, we, uh, know, we know. Do as I say, not as I do. Are you conflicted? Because on one hand, you've got this hardline uh, philosophy of, you know, use him and lose him. But at the same time, dump him and dump him. at the same time, um, <laughs> you know, you have feelings for somebody special and she's not like the others. Yeah, no, I mean, look, it took me being a man whore for many years before I ran across somebody that I really enjoyed spending time with talking to and all of that. Like I said, she's the exception that proves the rule. Um, you know, one girl in 17 years of living in Santa Monica, I mean, one two year relationship, I think, uh, I think my track record speaks for itself. Yeah. In other words, I want to... <laughs> <laughs> You're also at conclusion. My apartment did not sound like that. It yeah. sounded like Zach. You know what's going to happen if you don't move in with someone? All right, there's a there's a good chance one of these nights you wake up and you slip on your own fucking cum because you're so fucking lonely, jerking it in the corner. You crack your neck and you die, and it takes days, maybe weeks, for anyone to discover your body because you're living alone. That's you're a fear selfish. I do have. <laughs> at least that has to do with living together. At least that argument has to do with living yeah. together. Well, here's another argument for living together, okay? Yeah. Again, this is from uh, Psychology Today. It says, looking at the type of people who tend to serially cohabit as a whole, they seem to be more divorce-prone than those who have only lived with their eventual marital partners. Now, what that means is, if you have at least had some experience living with someone, okay, that's going to be less of an impact for you later on down the line if you're married it'll be less of a consideration that you have to not only get divorced but then move out from another person because if you have that experience of breaking up with someone and you have to move out and live in separate places at least you're prepared for that that eventuality which by the way for 50 percent of people who get married it is an eventuality because people don't really know what they want or need in a relationship. Well, you're making kind of my point for me because my argument against living with somebody is when you do eventually break up, it makes the breakup much easier not having to pack shit into boxes ah. and fight over whose stuff belongs to whom and and go through that sad march of carrying taped boxes hey. into the back of a U-Haul. Oh. Wow, great. Oh, great, great argument. Great argument. Oh, Great argument there, Zach. Keep me on the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what that argument's like? Hey, so, uh, guys, I got this new job, but, you know, mm. I might get fired anyway, yeah. so I didn't even unpack any of my shit from mm. my box. It's just a yeah. big box I leave on my desk. Yeah, if you always live in that. So you're like, saying that living with somebody's like a job? No, I'm saying that if, well, you, don't, if you don't treat it. Well, what do you go to your job for? It, it pays you money. It's worth more. It gives you more money than your time is worth. Girlfriends cost you money, and they suck up your time. Yeah, that's true. true. But um, <laughs> if you always live in, like, the what if we break up, then obviously you're never going to fucking. Exactly. You're never going to commit. You're never going to really know the fulfillment no, of a relationship. what you do is you have a girlfriend. You just don't live together. I don't know mm -hmm. if my girlfriend might dump me one day, but I know if she does that I don't have to pack boxes for a whole day. But that's exactly like not unpacking. It's like moving to a new place. And I, by the way, I feel this way. I live in a place where I still have not completely unpacked because I don't feel like it's a home. And it's if you have that mindset, you are not ever going to be fully committed to whatever it is you're doing in life. But she comes over and stays as long as she wants. One time she had some, uh, her roommate had 
relatives or something in town. She stayed with me like a month. It was no problem. It was no problem? No, I tell her, you can stay with me whenever you want, but we don't have to live together. I've got rent control, God damn it! I'm not risking oh, my wow. rent control. The ultimate fucking... Uh, <laughs> Risk taker over here. Yeah. Won't fucking won't fucking years get of Santa a girlfriend. Rate rent control. I live Seventeen right by years the beach. of of fuck boy behavior. Yeah. Rent control won't fucking move in because he doesn't want to lose his great deal on an apartment. I mean, ultimately, if you're never going to take a risk in life, how are you going to be the next big YouTube star? You're a YouTube star, and you do not live with a girl. I've taken some risks. I've taken some. Look I've me done up it. Sometimes. I have done it, though. I have lived with women. Yeah. I, I, I. How many times do I got to get punched in the face before I learn my lesson? Yeah. Maybe stop doing the thing that's getting you punched in the face, Zach. Yeah. Well, guys, look. I think I think legitimately we have had. I think some, Zach won some. De- no, we Clearly. we the <laughs> listeners will decide. Mm-hmm. Vote on MadcastMedia.com. Now's your chance to vote at MadcastMedia.com. Who made a better argument? What do you guys think? Is it better to cohabitate? Is it better to live with a relationship? Uh, live with the person that you're dating in a relationship, or is it doomed if you guys move in together? Vote on the website, guys. But now it's time for the Rucka wrap-up. Rucka, oh, shit. wrap us up. Um, I'm not what you'd call a relationship expert. <laughs> what was that? Is it was that, a ding. That, I was agreeing with you. Did I tell you, you to, to uh, <laughs> comment on my wrap-up? I that, wasn't even comment. It was just this, a sound effect. Is that... Is that how this works now? This is what he does. All right. I'm, uh, I, I, I do know this, though. Uh, things are case by case. All right? I know we have a hard time with that. We have a hard time with uncertainty. But things are case by case. All right? One girl, you see her. You fight every fucking day. And just the thought of moving in together, you know you'd fight every day. And uh, you, I appreciate your support. <laughs> but listen, guys. The, the, you got to set a good example to the guests. All right? Show them what the wrap-up really means. All right. Um... Other girls, you fucking meet her, and the day you meet, you know you can get along and live together. That's just, that's just a fact. Doesn't mean living together is, you know, hypothetically the best situation. It just means this is someone you get along with. Because things are case by case. And I will say this about the whole, uh, do you really know two people that are happy together? Well, I know two happy people, and they're happy together. Happy people are happy with other happy people. Miserable cunts are miserable no matter who they're with. And that's what's up. And if you're with somebody and you fucking get burned out and you stop fucking working on both yourself and your career and your passion and all your shit, then your partner will get bored of you. And that's just how life is, man. The audition is never fucking over. Remember that. It's a Rucka wrap-up. See, I have serious shit to add. Good job, Rucka. Thanks. (laughs) A very poignant and thoughtful wrap-up. Donald, how are you doing in your relationship? Are you happy in your relationship? Do you guys live together? It's wonderful, Maddox. She lives um, 3,000 miles away from me. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Sounds like you, Zach. It's wonderful. Oh, my God. No wonder he loves you so much. Yes. I get to jerk off in my big chair. um, (laughs) You don't even even stand up before you come, Donald? Oh, I don't stand for anything, Maddox. You just got drizzle over your fucking chair? Gross, dude. Donald. Stand for anything. That's what he does. Yeah, of course he doesn't stand for anything. It means he'll fall for anything. Best joke of the cast. Yeah. Don't stand for anything. All right. Well, guys, now it's time for some quick news headlines from around the web. A woman set her boyfriend on fire and then dumped (laughs) a pee on him. (laughs) Here you go, Zach. Your worst nightmare. This is, this is what happens when you move in together, I, I guess. I actually know this story. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> a woman dumped a bucket of piss on her burning boyfriend after she set him ablaze in the first place, according to a report. 
This is from TribLive.com. Where get the bucket is what I'm wondering. It's his. It says here in the report, a Pittsburgh woman named Lee Ann Sepulak, 38 years old, on Saturday, allegedly poured gasoline on her sleeping boyfriend and lit him on fire with a cigarette. Before, she and her parents used a pail of pee, which the couple used as a toilet to douse the blaze. The parents, when they heard the screaming and smelled the smoke, helped put him out. I think with the same urine and went to the hospital, says Penn Hills Police Chief Howard Burton. When interviewed, the man said he was pissed. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wrote that Too myself. Easy, yeah. That's right. <laughs> all right. Good well. Good joke. That's it. That's all I had. I had one joke for that one. <laughs> Donald right. likes being peed on. Who, who did? Donald. Donald. Likes being peed on. Donald, you like being peed on? You got the golden hair. Yeah. Yeah. No, not your thing. That's what no, the sir. Russians say. No, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, got never, some... we'll never know what Obama was into in the bedroom because the media never investigated him. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Tower seven. But Obama. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. A Florida woman. <laughs> this is from Fox Five Atlanta. A Florida woman. Uh, was... uh, Fox. Florida. All right. Atlanta. <laughs> oh, fuck. Words. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. A Florida woman was found with meth up her ass. <laughs> All right. I take it back. <laughs> That's a good story. Court documents from a Florida county claim a 30-year-old woman named Summer Nicole Adamson was trying to chew meth that was hidden in the woman's buttocks area <laughs> during a strip search at a county detention facility. Adamson, according to documents, was seen digging in the car's center console, and a corporal who was who approached the car saw a syringe poking from Adamson's right leg <laughs> as she was sitting on it, as well as a small plastic baggie that was eventually found to be filled with heroin. At the jail center, deputies who were conducting a strip search of Adamson saw her reach in her buttocks area, grab a small plastic bag, and then Adamson reportedly placed the bag in her mouth and started chewing it. The deputies were reportedly able to remove the baggie from Adamson's mouth. Field tests showed that the bag contained meth. It's a good I thing guess, drugs uh, are illegal. Yeah, you mm-hmm. got to stay off that crack, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's the, you want to talk. That's the biggest crime in this country is the war on drugs. Yeah. The the billions, trillions, the life, loss of life. Yeah. Fuck the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. Let's get high. I'm with you. Hold yeah. on. Maddox says, "Oh, the truth is somewhere in the middle." What you got for us, Maddox? What the war on? We're not having a fucking war on drugs debate here. No. All right. it's, uh, there's no debate there. It's end it. Yeah. yeah. No debate. What the fuck are we even talking about? <laughs> Here's another headline. A man was trapped in an ATM. <laughs> yeah. he, he, this is actually Inside true. Inside an ATM? Inside an Jesus ATM. Jesus Christ. That sounds like fucking awesome, but also claustrophobic. Yeah. He was handing notes through the ATM to customers mm-hmm. saying, please help. And then he put his boss's phone number on it. He didn't have a cell phone on him or anything. And he kept banging and no one could hear him for hours. It says, after completing <laughs> transactions, yeah, customers were shocked to find an alarming handwritten note popping out of the receipt slot. Each note had a similar message. Please help. I'm stuck in here, and I don't have my phone. Please call my boss at, and then they, he wrote down the number. Some people thought the scribbled note was simply a prank and walked away, but the contractor trapped inside was hoping someone would take his plea seriously. Luckily, someone did after two hours. So he was working on the machine. He was working on the Got machine. It. I was he like, got trapped. I was like, you had a pen and paper and not a phone. Yeah. When, <laughs> when police received the unusual call, they too thought it might be a trick. But when they arrived on scene and approached the ATM, they could hear a faint voice calling to them from the inside. He explained to the police that he accidentally locked himself into a small room connected to the machine while changing the lock. He didn't have his key card or his phone handy and was unable to contact any of the Bank of America employees inside. Police ended up having to kick the door down to free the contractor. How embarrassing. What an idiot. Mm. 
I'd be I'd be waiting. I, where's that girl with the bucket of piss when you need her? Huh? <laughs> She's never there when you need her. How can you even lock yourself in a fucking room in an ATM? It sounds horrifying. Yeah, I never realized there was a room on the other side of that machine. Like, so that's where all the money is. Yeah, it's why aren't like, people robbing this thing? It's like it's like on the other side of your TV, there's like a bunch of people scrambling to <laughs> build sets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Putting pictures together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, Zach, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank is there, you for having me, man. Absolutely. This was fun. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we go? No, man, just ZachWaldman.com. And- you, you're, and you're, you have a podcast, your YouTube channel. Yeah, we you want to hear more from you, man. You got a lot to say. You got to fucking get your podcast in full swing. I'll I'm gonna, come on. I'm going to bring it back, man. I, I killed it for a while, uh, yeah. but I'm going to bring it back, and uh, hopefully I'll come back here. Absolutely. We'd love, love to have to be you. back. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. And, uh, and if any girls out there want to move in with Zach, uh, <laughs> he's wide open. To Good it. luck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and He'll yeah, put you just... in a nice cottage by a brook yeah. <laughs> in his backyard somewhere. And also, we should mention that on your uh, on your website, people, if they want, they can book you for, for magic shows, Yeah, right? man. I mostly do private parties and corporate events, a lot yeah. of celebrity parties and corporate functions like awards, banquets, that sort of thing. So, yeah, just go to ZachWaldman.com. Everything is there. My little promo video and all the booking info and uh, if you want to follow me on twitter or anywhere mm. else it's all pretty and much he doesn't just he doesn't exactly even right. want to get paid for those magic shows because he doesn't believe in money so if anyone out there was looking for a magic <laughs> entertainer <laughs> just fucking hit up his website i never said i didn't believe all in right, money i right, love right, money right. yeah <laughs> we're just, out of time yeah there we go all right guys thank you again zach thank waldman you. for coming on the show thank you to my first hand on staff moderator ruck ruck ali yeah thank you to Swagmaster supreme mikey bolts Thank you, Maddox. But most of all, you're welcome. Hey, Maddox, it's your little bitch boy. I want to do a caller call out on the drilling Aussie uh, for his blatant disrespect on you last week. He said that you couldn't make all the women come. And uh, I just want to address him personally and say, hey, uh, listen up, you cuckoo. Um, Maddox is uh, the most fucking straight guy in the world. And I think your um, uh, your pun was clever, and I think it was super funny, but this is a family show, and it's completely uh, inappropriate for children, you fucking idiot. Um, but what I will say also is that uh, Maddox, um, he, it's not that he can't make women come, it's that they don't feel worthy enough to come in his presence, because he's so fucking straight. Yeah. Fucking Aussie. Yeah. Dollar Collar. Yeah. I'm so straight, it intimidates women. Here's uh, here's one more. Yo, Maddox, it's Dan calling. Um, you know, I completely agree from that caller two episodes ago. You know, we got to go back to the debates about pineapple and pizza. Um, t-shirt size is large. <laughs> Hit me up anytime. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's not only behind on topics on the show, but mm-hmm. also bits from the show. Yeah, that's not a bit. We're not giving out free t-shirts. That's how you got me in trouble with this drawing Aussie bullshit. (laughs) What's happening? Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.